ia te a te a taka ia te pai pai wa o uru mai te utupoto te ware kōrero e tū nei. Kia ora. welcome to Change Channel, a space to share tupuna wisdom, Māori ancestral knowledge with you and the world. Tēnā, wakarongo mai. Nō te ipureo tēnei kawenga o te pai pai wa o a Chase Channel. Inumia te kōrero. Chase Channel is brought to you by Te Ipurao. If you even have a cough, runny nose, shortness of breath or loss of taste and smell, you can go get tested for COVID-19 at one of the testing clinics in your community. Kia oku nui, kia oku rahi, kia oku whakatamarahi ki te rangi. Tēnei te mihi mai o haki a koutou katoa i roto i o koutou kāinga maha, i roto i o koutou miru miru maha, Kia everybody, welcome back to another edition of the Final Guide for COVID-19. I'm Te Arahi Maipi and this show has been brought together by Counties Manukau Health, the Northland District Health Board, Waitemata District Health Board and also the Auckland um, District Health Board all coming together to give you, your whanau and your communities the information you need to get through COVID-19 every step of the way. Today's uh, show, as always, we bring an expert panel uh, to discuss relevant issues. And the most thing that we're looking at for today is two things. First of all, is the effect that COVID-19 has had on our various communities uh, around Auckland and also in Northland. Uh, and second of all, what level two will possibly look like. And just a reminder as well is that at this point, tomorrow, Cabinet will meet, uh, the government will meet after they hui to discuss whether we will go into level two. But for now, we are at level three until not just tomorrow, but until that date is set in, in the uh, future. Nō reire hoa mai e he mea nui kia mau mahara tēnei, nō reire uutonu ana ngā sure o tēnei uh, reanga toru, uh, i a tātou e whakatata ana ki te reanga rua. So to help us navigate and discuss the impact on communities and how we can best move forward when Level 2 eventually comes, uh, tua tahira nō tātou manuwhiri Eru Linden, who's Regional Commissioner for the Ministry of Social Development, MSD. Eru tēnā rawa atukui, nō mai haere mai. Kia ora te arahi. I'm having a little bit of difficulty um, hearing you at the moment. 
Kampai. We'll try and navigate through that, and hopefully our technical side can sort things out. But it's lovely to have you on the final guide for COVID-19 today. Uh, also, Te Pupua, who is the Chief Executive for Te Runanga Aiwi o Ngāpuhi. Tēnā rā wātū koe whaia, nau mai hare mai. Tēnā rā koe. Kampai, and kamatuku to mato uh, manu firi fakamutinga called Jesse Hoskins, uh, Chief Executive of Broadway Health. Jesse, tēnā koe, nau mai hare mai. Hi, everybody. And just before we get on, happy Mother's Day to you two and to all the mamas out there. I know Mrs. Maipi is waiting for Mr. Maipi to hurry up and get home and, and my duties aren't officially over. Heoi, e mihi ana ki katoa, especially in this time over the last seven, eight weeks when you've had to endure all of our all your husbands, first of all, and all your kids are uh, all stuck at home. So no rere, e mihi ana ki katoa. Um, as mentioned at the top of the show, what we're discussing today uh, with our uh, panellists is the effects that COVID-19 have had on our communities, um, how they've adjusted, how they've coped, and also with level two, hopefully, hopefully just around the corner, what is that going to look like for our community? So, Tuatahira, I'll start off with you, Eru. Um, moving from level two, uh, potential to level two, uh, from level three to level four, uh, everything has kind of gone to script at this stage um, within the various levels. Have the, has that surprised you, uh, how that, um, I guess, everything's run um, in, on a best-case scenario? Hmm. Uh, firstly, Tiarahi, just to uh, echo your mihi to all the uh, mums today, um, in terms of your question, I think um, it's really a case of, uh, I, I don't ponder that, it's really about um, we are where we are now. Um, you know, compared to where other countries are at, uh, I think, um, you know, we should feel good about where we are. Um, it's taken a lot of hard work, certainly, uh, and I'd like to mihi to all the uh, essential businesses and all the essential service workers because um, I know personally, and I've seen it firsthand, the amount of work that's happening across uh, government, across uh, the community and uh, social sector, um, as well as all those uh, workers that have ensured that we've been able to um, uh, get us, uh, the, the necessity, necessities out to people, health workers, uh, people in pharmacy, uh, people in the supermarkets, etc. cetera. Uh, so as far as I'm concerned, Te uh, it's a case of uh, we are where we are. Let's keep going and let's make sure that our uh, whānau and communities uh, are uh, served, uh, served mm. exceptionally well. Well, a lot of the focus that we've had on the final guide for COVID-19 over the course of what's seven, uh, seven plus weeks now has been on uh, health services and the, the strains and the pressures that have been put on there and how well they've coped and adjusted. Um, MSD, Ministry of Social Development, how has that been? Uh, I guess in the initial stages when this all first happened, then as the progression through um, lockdown four and level three, um, how well was the MSD prepared and ready for this? And how, how, what's the, the main kind of, I guess, changes in regards to what was needed at the beginning to what's needed now amongst to service our communities? Um, I think the starting point is um, just to acknowledge that uh, MSD is the largest um, service delivery organisation within the public service. Uh, and I'd say um, it's one of the largest service delivery organisations in New Zealand. Um, so we've got some real strengths in terms of our ability to handle uh, the type of load that's been put on um, MSD through the COVID um, subsidy payments uh, 
uh, special needs grants for things like kai, um, uh, benefit applications, etc. Uh, but you can never really uh, um, prepare for something like this. I mean, there was lots of uh, planning that went in, and obviously it was good planning, uh, given where we are now. Mm. Um, uh, but the reality is um, you get your plans in place, and then it really just comes down to um, the people that make it happen. So uh, as well as that mihi to all essential service workers, I'd also like to just mihi to our frontline MSD staff. Um, although they're public servants, and public servants often uh, get um, uh, a hard time in the media, um, the reality is, is, as I keep telling people, um, MSD case managers, uh, they come from the communities that they work in. They're often whānau, um, uh, so a big, big me to them. Tēnā koe, eru moe, nā whakamārama. Uh, te ropu, I'll bring you in now as Chief Executive of Te Ruananga Aiwi o Ngāpuhi. Uh, first question, how are Ngāpuhi weathering this crazy storm? Uh I think we're doing quite well and um, we've been quite um, mobile in standing up the services um, that Fano have um, needed. So what you have is a high needs population and on a normal day and we came in to COVID-19 with a, water a level four water drought and seemingly some other social statistics that so, sort of um, indicate the struggle that our Fano work within before the COVID-19. So um, we now probably um, okay with working in that in that space and connecting with Fano to ensure that they they um, receive services and support. We had a, a Taitokero focus show last week and it was incredible uh, the resilience and the kutahitanga mm -hmm. of uh, te that have all come together to support one another and largely kept COVID-19 at bay when there were so many, uh, I guess, um, red flags at the beginning of this, that this would be a, a high-risk area. But um, from your perspective, which is incredible and amazing, and it shows a lot towards what the wider community is like up north, but uh, in regards to the ones that of the immediate needs of communities, are there specific areas, whether they be towns or whether they be industries, uh, uh, in Ngāpuhi that... Um, uh, have needed a, a significant more uh, assistance? Absolutely. I mean, you, you if you look at the small Māori business um, single single operation, they've taken a big hit, and mm. especially in Kaikohe, when we have quite a high um, number of um, sole Māori business owners, cafes, kai, you know, um, the things that um, our whānau warm to, in terms of that and looking after people, it's a natural um, progression, but there's certainly the individual um, whānau that would have had two incomes and then one of, the, one of the incomes are lost through a redundancy and it was never planned or it's unseen. How do we best um, support those whānau? Um, we, yes, we've taken up, we have taken a big hit in, in the seven-week um, lockdown and certainly that um, I suppose we're fortunate that we we can get we can respond quite quickly due to our um, our Fanonga Tanga links to support Fano. Hi, uh, Jesse. Now Broadway Health Centre, so it's a rural GP practice providing health services in Mid North area. You gave clinics in Kaikohe, Okaiho, Waipapa, and as far north now as Kaitaia. Uh, 
Um, so a lot of your focus is uh, on servicing our Māori communities within those areas. Um, how did your clinical staff manage uh, at the beginning, and I guess even as things continue to change, and, and I'm sure needs have changed over that course of time, but generally speaking, how have your team managed during this period? Uh, I think that how do you plan for the unknown? How do you prepare a team of clinicians who are so used to having a level of control over everything for a completely unknown environment? Um, the College of GPs put out a really clear guideline before we went into lockdown of a percentage of face-to-face -face and non-face-to-face. -face. And they said that we were gonna go 70% virtual or phone consultations by day one. And if you're Māori, you know that. And if you deliver services in the far north, you know that virtual consults at 70% on day one is never going to happen. Mm. Um, and I think that fitting the guidelines, fitting the rules um, was probably the biggest challenge. Uh, we were put in a situation where we deal with communities who need different levels of support. Being mm. Māori means that you want kanuhiki te kanuhi, you want to be able to um, show up in those places that you trust and, and be uh, cared for. But um, so that was our first thought. And the clinicians went through a whole process of trying to find solutions for our patients and our um, whānau uh, when really whānau listened. They didn't come in. They, you know, through the lockdown uh, in all of our clinics, our Māori whānau were really amazing to, mm -hmm. to their own detriment in some ways. Like some people... They said, yep, okay, we're staying in our bubble and we're following the rules and we're going to abide by these guidelines. And they've been amazing. But um, at times I think that we needed to uh, really step outside of that kind of um, the restrictions that have been put on us so uh, tightly in general practice and partner with people like uh, the... Uh, so Turopu's organisation, the Runanga in Kaikuea, have been running a CBAC, which they backed off their own um, initiative and mm. we've been there a few times and made connections with Fano because um, you have to go where they, where they are when, when you're not able to, I guess, connect in a traditional sense of um, primary care. And we also went to an outreach uh, model in uh, Whangaroa to reach some of our patients who access our Waipapa clinic. Um, clinicians will do what's best for their whanau and their patients if they can. Um, it's been uncertain times. The clinic had to go into full lockdown and we had to wear PPE gear and we had to uh, tell patients they couldn't come through the front door, you know. Uh, the guidelines for locking the front door to a practice and making people um, wait outside, that's a really hard change for clinicians and for whanau. So it's been difficult and it's been a very manic, ever-changing seven weeks, mm. um, mainly, I think, because we haven't been able to support whanau in the way that we've wanted all the time. So, But we're there. 
And again, uh, and I'll, I'll ask you a few more questions around that, uh, given the difficulties that you've faced, but still the results on paper is that the, the entire region has done an incredible job on the health front. Um, Ito, I'll come back to you um, in regards to the region like the Taitopera, uh, which hang out the Tauranga high on the, on the deprivation index. Um, is the MSD adequately resourced to provide for all, for all communities in general across Aotearoa, but maybe even more so focused on, on the north? Uh, I think um, based on uh, what the forecasts are, you know, the, and these are going to keep evolving, uh, but I think what you're seeing is, is a huge commitment by uh, government to ensure that um, uh, all, all, all parts of our, um, all, all sectors of society um, are uh, able to uh, get going again. Um, through the, um, uh, the initial stages of uh, our COVID response up here, uh, one of the things that um, we leveraged up here was um, our whanaungatanga uh, and, and a whole lot of, um, uh, you know, from my perspective, a whole lot of uh, cultural, Māori cultural capital. So some of the work that you've referred to, um, uh, the stunning work that you referred to with Tirunangi Rio Ngāpuhi um, has been replicated across the Taitokiro. Uh, I've been really impressed with uh, the work that Kahua Taunui uh, and our Māori social service providers and health, social and health providers have, have done. Uh, as, you, as you noted, Te Arahi, it, it is a stunning response. Um, so I think that this is more than just about funding. This is about relationships. Uh, this is about um, shared aspirations. And ultimately, this is about Kotahitanga, which is, um, uh, you know, uh, at the moment, we've taken it to the next level here in Te Taitokiro, across central government, across local government, uh, and with our um, treaty partners as well. So uh, we've gotten this far as a result of that approach, Te Arahi, and I think uh, there's lessons in that in terms of how we move through this um, uh, this global event. Oh, absolutely, and that is one thing that I do want to get all three of your perspectives on moving forward. But uh, one more question, sorry, Edu, just around... Um, in regards to Māori community with MSD, um, have, have their needs changed? Have they been heightened? Have they increased during this period um, uh, of COVID-19 or have they kind of remained at the same level? Uh, I think um, everybody's needs have changed as a result of this, uh, the impacts of COVID, Te uh, In terms of um, uh, heading into this, uh, I was very clear at MSD that um, uh, Māori, uh, given uh, their exposure to um, uh, poorer labour market outcomes, employment outcomes, uh, challenges around uh, deprivation, as you say. Uh, so if you look at some of the research, uh, Te um, uh is um, an outlier in terms of uh, levels of deprivation. Um, uh, so... Um, you know, it'd be hard, hard to argue that um, uh, Northland uh, was steering down a, a pretty big challenge. Um, that said, uh, you know, your point around uh, how did MSD respond? Uh, we used a, um, uh, we used uh, Kaupapa Māori to respond. I called our approach up here uh, He Korowai Aroha, and what that meant was that um, 
uh, we we um, zeroed in on the, the key areas that we we're going to need to focus on. One was around our processing times. So MSD, uh, within 48 hours, went from working with a third of New Zealanders to arguably all New Zealanders wow. uh, across the COVID, COVID wage subsidy. So we started working with um, a, a heap of New Zealand businesses. Uh, we also um, supported uh, people, uh, workforces that were reliant on the COVID wage subsidy. Uh, we also had um, people uh, who were coming out of seasonal work, uh, out of the tourism sector, um, coming out of some of the hall-related um, sectors. Uh, and then we also had a lot of whānau who, if you if you saw some of the media about um, people stockpiling, you know, I knew because they're my whānau that um, uh, some of our whānau weren't going to be able to do that. So our response was to get hard on processing those applications for kai, uh, mm. for uh, job seeker benefits, for wage, uh, COVID wage subsidy benefits. Uh, I'm happy to report that um, we've been able to process those on the same day. So there are a lot of uh, businesses that said, well, we, we applied on day one and the next day uh, the money was in the bank. Uh, the same applied to Fano. The other one was we knew that um, as um, um, Jesse noted, uh, people don't have really access to telephones and internet connections in Northland are patchy. Uh, so we knew that we had to, that we couldn't just rely on people coming to us. So we've, we worked with uh, Te Kaho Tānui and all our Māori social service providers to ensure that kai was being delivered um, to some of the nooks and crannies of Te Tai mm. uh, places like Taupo Bay, Pipiwai, uh, Matawai, etc. Uh, and in addition to that, uh, we didn't wait for people to come to us. We got our people on the phone calling out to people, particularly our Komato and queer. So, um, you know, from an MSD perspective, I couldn't be prouder. Uh, as you said at the top of at the top of this uh, broadcast, Tiarahi. Uh, you know, things seem to be in a good place. So uh, we'll take what we've got, we'll consolidate, and we'll look for similar successes going forward. Oh, pai, pai, enough, uh, enough, enough, uh, Te Rupu, um, I will come back to one more assessment, but this will be overall uh, at the end of this show. But I do want to move on to discussing now level two and what that potentially looks like, looks like in some key areas. Uh, one, uh, uh, one, one area in particular that has been very, very sensitive for Māori is around tangihanga, and that's been at every level. Uh, now with uh, the rules around tangihanga loosening uh, under uh, level two, um, there are still restrictions in place. Have you or have you or any of your peers amongst uh, iwi runanga spoken to the ministry? Uh, were iwi involved in the decision for what looks like will be the rules for level two? Mm. Uh, yeah, as a member of Te Kahu o Taunui, that's been a very much top of the um, discussion for our board chairs in terms of our tikanga. Uh, I think there could have been a, a lot more um, discussion around the guidelines because there was a lot of disagreement. I think that's across the country and um, there were people, um, whānau o Te Arawa mainly, who were dis um, had some huge discussion around huimate and and what that means. So it it um, it has been a challenge and it has certainly um, made Fano become very quite uh, well quite angry with mm. having to comply with things um, and understanding level four and level three, but also 
wanting to have some sort of input into the discussions that have um, sat in, in Wellington alone with the Māori Health Directorate. Mm. Uh, another one, and you did mention this uh, in our the first question, uh, Te Ropu, around um, the impact on Māori businesses, uh, particularly in areas like Kaikohe. Um, tourism is, is, is an area that's been really, really hit hard right across the country. Um, and the Minister of Tourism from up north, actually heaps of, heaps of our ministers are from up north, so it's good. You probably have a direct line. They're all your nephews, so you can tell them what's up. Uh, but I'm just wanting to know, have you managed to talk with them around tourism, future plans, uh, and it employs a lot of people, um, and you know the risks, I guess, from COVID-19. We're doing really well here in comparison to a lot of other uh, countries. Um, so, yeah, has there kind of any, been any discussion or any focus uh, around tourism as an industry up north? And yes, it has been a major topic um, across, again, as, as one of the 10 iwi members of Te Kahu o Tonu, that is it, that again, those things that affect whānau directly and um, and make our whānau even more vulnerable than what they already are, certainly become um, points of discussion when um, you, you're your income is reduced or your ability to access appropriate services. I think um, the strong Māori leadership um, is critical for us to move forward um, along that and how what the recovery will, our economic recovery will look like. Mm. Seemingly having more um, opportunities to stand up or um, bring those those that skill and expertise around around uh, tourism back together so that they can have input into the the recovery phase of what this will look like. No point. Um, Jesse, uh, level two hopefully isn't too far away. Um, what's next? What's most important to maintain, I guess, at the base level, making sure that a uh, the whānaus and community of the Taitokero uh, are still looked after and cared for for COVID-19, but as well as, you know, a lot of mentions being talked about flu season is just around the corner as well. So what from your perspective, what is the main areas that you'll be focusing on when Level 2 comes? I think, no, I know everyone should be having a flu vaccine uh, who is eligible and everyone who wants to get into their GP uh, needs to reconnect and we will be sending out emails, texts, phoning everyone and if you get a phone call from us and you miss it, please ring us back. Uh, 16,000 patients are enrolled with us and we have had very few patient face-to-face -face contacts for seven weeks. Um, and if you go to your doctor and you have been in the waiting room prior COVID-19, you know that um, generally you see 20, 30 other people in there. You have to realise that all GP practices have seen less than 10 to 15 patients face-to-face -face in their clinics for the last seven weeks per day. So it's a huge reduction. So all of those whānau who are unwell or who have been nursing illnesses and, and too worried about COVID-19 to physically present, if you're unwell, go and see your GP or your Māori provider or your nurse-led clinic. Make contact again in a safe way. We're there to provide a safe environment for you and it's our responsibility to keep you safe. So if you're unwell, 
come and see us. That's the biggest message for us. In Taitokoro, we are very uh, whānau-centred. And as Māori, as a Māori woman, I know that I want my whānau to be well. And mm. um, a lot of us haven't engaged and a lot of our aunties, uncles, kaumātua, queer, and even babies who have delayed immunisations, just re-engage. Uh, all of the Māori providers and all of the general practices are there waiting to catch you up on your immunisations, um, get all of your screening back underway and get your blood tests. Just re-engage. It's our responsibility to be ready for whānau. And so trust us, come back. Kāpai, tēnā koe. Eru, I'll just wrap things up with a couple more questions to you all. Um, one thing around uh, around the services, whether they be medical, whether they be um, in regards to uh, money, employment, anything along those lines, awareness and, and understanding how to access it uh, has been a key driver for a lot of the information that's been coming out of government departments to make sure that our people are aware of what um, assistance is out there. Is there... Are you quite satisfied within the Māori community that they are accessing everything that they can do or is there kind of um, a particular service or anything like that that perhaps is a little bit un unutilised at this stage? Uh, te arahi, in terms of the information that I have, both uh, in terms of looking at uh, the ways that whānau are accessing um, uh, not only government services but local government services and the services provided by um, uh, the uh, social service providers, uh, everything um, looks looks good. Um, in addition to that, I'm also hearing really good feedback uh, from whānau um, who are whānau and, and uh, leaders as well about uh, just the level of support that um, uh, people are receiving. So at the moment, Te uh, here it appears as though um, there's good welfare support for people. And what I mean by that is um, people aren't uh, going without. Um, in terms of do people, um, uh, are people aware of the ways to access? Uh, once again, uh, because we're not waiting for people to come to us, we're looking to, to, to get on the front foot and either call people uh, or work with um, organisations like Te Ropus, uh, then um, uh, I think uh, we've, we've, we've done the best that we can. Um, mm. But we'll keep trying harder um, as we move out of um, as we move towards level four, uh, sorry, level two, and this becomes uh, more about uh, how do we start to um, um, uh, focus again on um, jobs, uh, the economy. Um, uh, we can't forget about um, people's welfare needs as well. Uh, MSD is. Uh, we do more than income support. We do employment. We also um, uh, have a role in emergency accommodation. In addition to that, though, Tiarahi, um, we also have a big role in um, in welfare, uh, and that's um, through uh, civil defence. Um, so we're across a whole lot of things, mm. uh, Tiarahi, and um, uh, we've gone further this time. We're very connected with. Um, as I said, uh, local government uh, and iwi as well, um, and we'll just keep trying to trying trying our hardest to make sure that uh, people have what they need. Um, a big focus of ours, though, in the short term, is going to be how do we ensure that we um, uh, where work is available, uh, we can um, position our whānau uh, to take up those opportunities. Excellent. 
I will finish this and thank you so much, uh, the three of you, for taking the time out today to uh, share these insights. But more important than that, thank you so much for all the work that you've done to service and help and uh, protect and guide our communities um, during uh, COVID-19. I'll, I'll finish things off with all three of you, please, if, um, on this one question. You've all uh, expressed how proud you have been of not only, <coughs> excuse me, uh, the the organisation that you're with and how they've um, adapted and how they've responded to COVID-19, but also the benefits that have happened for our uh, Māori communities um, because of that. We've all kind of had to do things differently. Based on the results and the positive impact on what could have been a real disaster, what things, uh, even if it's just one, a, 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 um, what do you hope will become the normal that never used to be, whether that's the way that you guys engage with other uh, government departments or what have you, what, that will con <coughs> excuse me, continue to benefit our communities on uh, things that weren't happening before? Suppose firstly, um, I think having a workforce, um, being able to still work from home has certainly um, worked for whanau that are employed like kaimahi. So for mine, my one thing, it would be to, to focus and build on the strengths that we have developed as a workforce. And one of those is promoting the working from home if you have your babies and your whanau, because it seems to be one of the most important things for me is the, the whānau work balance, if mm. there was anything that I've been really um, taken by. Kia ora. Jesse, for you and your practice and you know, for being a frontline uh, in the health side of things that has gone so well uh, in Taitokero, what things uh, do you feel as though hopefully that a new way of doing things that will remain, that will continue onwards? Uh, even past uh, any mention of COVID-19? Uh, I think uh, strengthening the relationships with other providers has been very beneficial for our workforce. But from a community point of view, I think offering uh, patient engagement consultations virtually for those people who want to uh, have Zoom consults, we are approaching a generation of really tech-savvy um, community leaders in, in all of our whanos, we know them, who were really happy to be able to take their cell phone up to their nana's house and give her a consult without her having to leave the home, come into town, get in and out of a car on a cold day. So for me, that's a take-home. I want to make sure we still offer that for those um, whanos who really live rurally but can do that for us. Can, we can have, I think we had three or four group consults where um, we could see the whole whānau from Nan right down to a new moko um, in one, one half an hour consult. So mm. those, um, I think those developments in health delivery should stay and should be a resource for communities. But that's my take home. Excellent. And Edu, for you, because uh, you're dealing with things on a very big, big, big scale right across a broad range. Uh, of different uh, services and with uh, all different goals and different outcomes. Uh, for you and the success and the pride that you've uh, taken from how well MSD have coped with what's going on, uh, what's happened in the past seven weeks, what about beyond this? What do you hope uh, stays in regards to new ways of thinking or new ways of, of um, servicing the communities? Yeah, it's quite simple, Te uh, It is that the 
uh, voice voices of Fano, Hapu, and Iwi in Te Tai um, are reflected at the decision decision making tables, uh, and through um, uh, the work to date uh, in response to COVID, we've seen uh, those wise voices uh, add significant value, be it um, in health, uh, be it in civil defence and emergency management. Uh, be it in welfare response and be it in as we move into uh, the economic recovery, uh, uh, they're adding value as well. So uh, it's, it's, it's really simple, um, simple to say, harder to do. Mm. Uh, fortunately, um, we've uh, responded accordingly uh, and my expectation is that we'll continue to do that. Good mm. point. Eru Linden, te Jesse Hoskin, thank you three very, very much for sharing all of these really interesting insights. It's wonderful to hear that things uh, have gone as best as we could have hoped them uh, to be. And here's the, the hope that as we um, progress through the various levels that they continue on that to keep everybody within our communities all safe. Nō reira, kia koutou, tōko toru, tēnā koutou, kāmatu, tēnā koutou, kōu whānau hoki. Tēnā koutou, tēnā koutou. Tēnā koutou. Kia ora. Kia ora. Ano e te heo ngā mātanga i roto i ngā wāhanga katoa uh, kia noho haumaru ngā iwi uh, o Aotearoa. Uh, again, a big special thank you to our three guests for sharing those insights as to the impact on our communities, but also what we could look forward to in Level 2. It is very important to note, though, that we are still in Level 3. An announcement will come uh, from our Prime Minister, uh, Jacinda Ardern, to give a little bit more light as to if and when we go into Level 2. But some important notes around that, particularly to um, our viewers for COVID-19 and within our Māori communities, there are um, a few things uh, to be really take um, note of around Level 2. So seeking health care uh, will be one of the key things. So all hospitals, doctors, they remain open. Some will be receiving letters from the hospital to attend appointments. Please attend these. And if you have any concerns, there's the health line number 0800 611 uh, also, visiting hospitals, as mentioned, all hospitals will remain open. Uh, there are current restric restrictions in place for hospitals for visitors, so phone ahead, that's very important. Free Wi-Fi to use at the hospitals and delivering code to someone in the hospital, uh, write the, their name on the ward on a piece of paper and leave the package at security. Gatherings, which is a very important one because this goes across a wide range. COVID-19, well, it loves crowds. There you have all the information, no more than 100 people max for events indoors and outdoors. Hosts must keep a record of who the people who attend for contact uh, contact tracing. This includes all religious and cultural gatherings. Kai should be prepared in a safe and hygienic way. And one other very important one is around travel and transport. You will be allowed to travel between regions, which has been restricted right up until through level four, level three, but that will be lifted in level two. If visiting relatives or friends who are elderly will have health issues, please be careful and use your common sense and take on all the information uh, that's been uh, fed through from the Ministry of Health to keep them safe. Nō reira, e hoa koena, te whakarapa pototanga o ngā kōrero katoa e anō ki ngā manu whiri, e hoki Ngā tāngata katoa o Aotearoa e, e ākinana e atawhaitiana ngā hāpori kia noho haumaru i tēnei wā. Thank you again for joining us here on the COVID, uh, the whānau guide for COVID-19. Please like our Facebook page so you can keep up to date with all this relevant information. We will be back next Sunday with another show to keep uh, to give you advice 
and to give you the support that you you need your whānau and your community. O re re hoa mā, ko mutua tātou kōrero mo tēnei wā, no hōra mai rāru i ngā manaaki tanga o te rūnarawa, pai māri re kia tātou katoa. If you have a scheduled surgery or appointment, please go to it. You will be safe. Nā Te Puni Kōkiri e Pūtea Tautoko, made with support from Te Puni Kōkiri. Nā Pūoro Jerome, ngā reo Pūoro. Soundtracks from Pūoro Jerome. <laughs>